0: and welcome to Fireside Friends. This is episode 29. I'm Ryan Brasad, and with me are my co-host Al Ibrahim.
1: It's me. I'm doing cool anime hand signs right now. It's the remix. This is the new Fireside Friends, Neo Friends. I'm back. I know y'all were waiting for me. And hi, I'm doing well. Thank you.
0: I can't tell if you're coming back to the podcast or you just dropped a new album. Uh, both, obviously. <laughs> okay. What's it, What's it called?
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> getting friendly with the... F- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going to go with a darn.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, darn.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, it's called drat. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Oh, rat. Oh, beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fudge. It's <laughs> my, new, my new rap album, oh, fudge. Uh, Katie Marie is also here as a co-host of this podcast.
2: Hello, hello! Here I am. We're here.
0: How, we're here. It's been it's been a while since we did a podcast. Uh, how are y'all it's doing? Been... What's, what's, what's 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 It's been chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. <laughs> how how are y'all doing? Good. You just it's reminded me of good. a funny thing, real quick. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: I recently started listening to Kids Bop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hold on. Why? <laughs> so, um, a friend of mine recently was linking me a bunch of covers of a song that I really like by John Bellion. and I looked on Spotify and realized that Kids Bop did a cover of the song. And then I was like, "What? What is? What's the deal with Kids Bop, really?" And I went back, and the first album, y'all, is like the best because it's the late '90s. And Kids Bop did a cover of One Week, where they turned it into like a slow country
0: jam. <laughs> oh my god! Wild.
2: I was going to ask if, like, as a Kids Bop connoisseur, because <laughs> the apartment plays <gasps> Kids Bop through our Alexa robot thing.
0: We're um, <laughs> learning us all sorts of things today. Oh my gosh.
2: Okay, so I was about to say the 90s kids bop is the best kids bop because some oh my of the songs fucking God for some reason don't even have children singing. It's it like sells... this old man yes yeah yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah that's the guy who sings one week I and mean, he has kids in the
1: background saying yeah, get a China should get a China,
0: exactly. get a China. well, they usually do that for songs. They they usually do that. That's just not just 90s stuff. They they had... Okay, I know this because I have younger like family members who listen to Kids Bop. But uh, there are pop songs where they have an adult singing it and they have kids doing the backing track because maybe it's easier that way. I don't know. All I know about Kids Bop really is that they do pop songs and there was that one time that they did Feel Good Ink and they laughed for like way too long. <laughs> and that did like not do the lyrics or whatever. So...
2: I mean, yeah, they always change the lyrics.
0: I can't they wait to They did Gotham style. Bop. Oh of course they did. Of course Why?
2: Because it was a popular song.
0: Yeah. I can't wait like what I really want is just the the the, the dirty kid's bop. Gimme <laughs> gimme like all the explicit shit. You mean the Children original song? Yeah, just you know, not even pop songs either. Just give me, like, a Danny Brown track with a bunch of fucking kids on <laughs> oh, it. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> Talking
1: about tampons falling out. Oh, Danny Brown. <laughs> Ugh. Yuck.
0: I, the thing about being friends with John is that I like Danny Brown now. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we are way off track. That's okay. <laughs> it's been a long time since we did one of these. We are supposedly a... Pop culture podcast that discusses various forms of media, your movies, your TV shows, your comic books, video games, etc. We focus on one and talk about it for each episode. Uh, Do you all want to jump into what we were talking about for this episode? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So this episode, we are talking about the 2010 film Four Lions. Uh, This is directed by Christopher Morris. Uh, Alan, you chose this one. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this uh, odd film? <laughs> odd is a very good word for it.
1: I I don't know what it is about. Like I picked the last couple of films. I kind of just think about something that's going on a lot, and then I think this will make for a fun conversation. And so, from a like cultural, political perspective, which is our bread and butter here at the Fireside Friends Studio. Four Lions is very relevant today especially with what's going on in the news with what's going on in Syria and uh, America and terrorism is is in the news more than ever uh it came and was a big thing and it's still here and it's in our it's it's scaring everyone and I wanted to see a, how a film could portray that in a way that makes it feel light without making it like without making fun of it. And I think that four lines in a lot of ways succeeds in like making you understand the basic thing that goes on in some people's minds when they consider doing things that are similar to terrorists. (laughs) I almost struggle to call the main characters of this film terrorists because they're just so, they want to so badly. And it's all about how much it's all the enthusiasm with none of the payoff. (laughs) And that's like Mm -hmm. the ultimate message of the movie is like, if you want it really badly, like at some point, you have to define your goals differently than like I just want to go to heaven and and do it in a cool way. <laughs>
0: like I just I just want to blow shit up.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. I thought it was really fascinating, a really uh, thought provoking kind of movie.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Katie?
2: Um. Okay, so I will say it's really difficult for media to make me actually laugh out loud. Like I'll do like the quick exhale through the nose if i think something is funny you know like the you know like that that sort of thing but this movie actually made me laugh out loud twice mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. the first time i mean i'm just gonna say the first time i thought it was really funny when the dude launched a rocket okay yeah like
0: classic scene yep. that good
2: because i mean it was just like perfect perfect comedic timing because like you know He's, he's loading it up. He's so pumped to shoot down the American drone. And then, like, right before he shoots it, you can see that there's, like, an arrow on the, the <laughs> rocket itself, and it's pointed behind him. And I'm like, uh, he's shooting it backwards. And then he shoots it, and he shoots it backwards, and I just died laughing. So, anyway, I don't know. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, and I... Thought the perspective was really interesting mm-hmm. um i definitely like really loved all of the characters and stuff and also oh. it was really sad so hey <laughs> oh. <Yeah. clears
0: throat> ryan uh i really liked it a lot um i think it's really funny uh i like the characters a lot like you said um i thought it was i thought a brought interesting perspective to it. And I also thought that maybe like at worst, uh, maybe not at worst, but there was a lot of times in this movie where it felt like parks and reg, but with terrorists. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I felt, I felt like the parts where I appreciated the film the most were, was when it was making, uh, some sort of commentary on like terrorism or how we perceive, uh, terrorist or people, you know, in these Middle Eastern countries. Um I think Alan, when you recommended this at first, you were like, it's a comedy, I don't know if we should do this one. Uh you were I think you were a bit skeptical Definitely. of it. At least when you were talking mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Um and I feel like you can't do this movie without making it a comedy just because the subject matter is so bleak. Um and I feel like it did a really good job of combining the humor with the dark aspects of like the realities of the situation uh, in a way that felt really natural. um, And it felt like more like, like obviously like I use humor to cope. A lot of people do. um, And I felt like this movie did a good job of like mixing all those elements together. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the film.
1: Well, so what is does it concern it's about these four characters these four lines mm-hmm. if you will mm-hmm. and uh well they're a bunch of aspiring terrorists um who want to just go out in the biggest best way possible they want to really make a big show of it and you know it's all about them like some of them go to training camp and they split off the group and we learn about their different ideals and how they define what their jihad is and what like what the final goal is, like, what is the purpose of this all? So it's sort of like a soul-seeking adventure. And what's so sad about the back, like, third of the film is that they all, like, figure out their answer, you know? Right. We have, like, Omar, the main character, played amazingly by Riz Ahmed. Fantastic.
0: It, which I just want to say that, like, I watched Rogue Run a few days ago before I watched this movie, so going from that to this was really cool but also really jarring. You're
1: like, "Oh, Bodhi yeah. is not is in a bad spot." <laughs> what
0: happened to Bodhi? Yeah, but he was really good in this. It, Incredible. He
1: remind it sort of reminded me
0: of um,
1: of Attack the Block and how John Boyega was yeah. in it. Not just cuz they were both later in Star Wars, but the how like he is the rational character amongst a lot of ridiculous cartoon characters. Um, right. But I liked all of them. Like I, I think there were moments where I thought the character Barry uh, was a little bit grating well, I, and really difficult. I fucking mm-hmm. hate Barry. Oh, yeah. I hate, him, I hate him so much. It's easy to hate Barry, though. I Actually, I read some of the yeah. trivia for this film, and I think um, I can find the exact wording of it. But the, yeah. Uh, according to Christopher Morris, Barry, the jihadist leader, was based on a former BNP member who, in an attempt to outknowledge the Arab youths he regularly assaulted, studied the Quran, and as a result, accidentally converted himself and became a Muslim. <laughs> So he's just a white dude that is like, I this makes sense to me. I'm going to do this. He's a British right. guy. He's just some dude.
0: Well, yeah. Well, uh, so. He, he has no connection he, to it. Wh- Here's my take on Barry. Um, He's very, he has like very conflicting beliefs Um, and he's very bigoted and he says some fucked up shit. And yeah. I feel like the film is trying to say something by just making him a white dude and having him be the only white dude in this crew. Um, as someone who doesn't like really have any stakes in it at all, he doesn't have to be Muslim. he just chooses to be and he chooses to wanna hurt people. He wants to fucking blow up a mosque for no reason or you know to radicalize the moderates, but like like everybody immediately laughs that off as the most ridiculous bullshit yeah, but i think, I just think the I think the film was trying to say something about uh wanting to commit violence for no reason or just having. Just trying, like he is very—he is a character that finds any excuse to justify the horrible shit that he's doing, um, and right. even the like horrible stuff that he says. Um, so I think I think of his character from that angle.
2: Yeah, because he even does like initiation things, right? For the um, like sticking a bean up,
0: right. the area
2: or peeing in your mouth like he makes people do these like really weird things and it's like yeah that's uh that's required you have to do that for no reason Mm
1: -hmm. and each of them sort of like represents this tentpole of what different terrorists are motivated by in the Mm. in the the realm of the film because like you have the character of wadge who is like he's just doing what what someone tells him to do like he's entirely following orders to the point where he's willing to blow himself up with a bunch of police officers because i don't know seems right i'll do it in a kebab shop even though the people here are all like support my beliefs i shouldn't kill them that's so stupid right and then you have omar who like wants to lead and wants to command people but doesn't know how to get them to do it and then in the end realizes like oh none of this didn't work out i didn't i didn't want to actually do this i just wanted to Sort of like find a purpose and and make sense mm-hmm. of something, and he ends up going to what is it like the it's like the diet and fashion store or something like this. It's, it's the most like generic. yeah, it's right. like
2: drugs and beauty, which is one of the places he was like, I'm not gonna blow that place up at the very beginning because oh, he was like, yeah. yeah, he was like, no, that's stupid. We're not gonna blow up that store,
0: mm, and then nice, yep, that's a good, yeah, that's a good pull, um. But though I read his death more as a, well, everybody else is gone and there's no way out of this. So I might as well just do it.
1: Yeah. Which is really sad because all of them, like, we're talking about, like, the big theme of the movie is, like, how do I, how do I want to be remembered? Like, how do I want to go out? And, like, none of them, this is why the whole back ending of it is so sad, is they all planned, we're going to wear these costumes, we're going to blow ourselves right. up in the middle of the marathon and kill a lot of people. That is, like, the quote-unquote correct way to do jihadism, which brought to mind a lot of really uncomfortable thoughts for me as being as being there when the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing happened. Um and like seeing it from that other perspective was really kind of difficult mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but they, none of them get that like you know one of them dies from tripping over some sheep one of them uh gets blown up by Barry because he yeah yeah laughed. what
0: was even the plan there though because he had his hands up <laughs> in the costume he wasn't going be- oh, to <laughs>
2: i don't know god there's so much like bumbling
1: yeah. nonsense it's like watching a cartoon in some spots which makes again makes yeah. like the subject matter a lot more tolerable and palatable mm-hmm. it's just like oh we're wearing funny costumes and we're gonna blow up in a marathon and it's like i have fun with that um yep. but, <laughs> yeah but
0: yeah it's like the, for all the shit that i give barry like the loudest i've laughed in this movie where like the car <laughs> broke down and he's like jewish parts yeah
2: <laughs> <Like>, what <laughs> And he's like, you know, Omar's like, okay, okay, Barry, like, what parts of the car are Jewish? Like, really? (laughs) No, and
0: I also, I didn't pick this up. I watched a little bit of, uh, I watched it, I skimmed through it, like, twice. Or, like, I watched it the first time and I skimmed through it the second time. I didn't realize that the fucking car breaks down because he fucking rammed it into a wall to prove a point. (laughs) Like... Oh my god, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) It is literally just the same thing as him punching himself in the face. Yeah. But that him
1: running the car into the wall is like the whole that's whole Barry's whole character arc. Is the way that he convinces the other character to do to, to like join their group is he goes, Hey, you want something real? This is real. Watch me drive this car slowly into a wall. That's <laughs> yeah. real life. And you're like, Barry, you ruined your car. What was the point of that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm so baffled. There's yeah. just so many hard laughs at moments like that. And then yeah. um, as someone who speaks fluent Arabic, like there's everything in the training camp is hilarious too, where the character is just like cussing at them and swearing at them because they're bad terrorists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like all the, there was a lot of stuff that was translated, but then there was actually a lot that wasn't. And I was like, Ooh, I know what they're saying. It was basically a lot <laughs> more of the, na- the nasty, bad stuff. There were like right. swears Got in you. there I had never heard before. Yeah. Um, <sighs> And and they do the thing that I know a lot of Arabs do, where it's like they'll they'll swap languages like mid sentence. Um, although I know Riz Ahmed's character is like specifically switches to Urdu a lot, um, but it's cool. It's like it's a British film about uh, British men who are Muslim but also speak Urdu and are part Pakistani. Like it's a very like multicultural film in a lot of ways. It's mm. not just about mm. like it reminds you that like not all terrorists like just because they look like that doesn't mean they're all like specifically Arabs. Um,
0: right. Well, they, don't they make a point too of pointing that out yeah. to when they're like when they go to the camp or something? I think so. Just the fact that they come from like a very different place, or yeah. are riding on some sort of privilege or something like that. I uh, could be misremembering or just framing it wrong. But well, there's
1: that. There was something that
0: touched upon that.
1: There's that. Well, there's yeah. also the scene where Barry is in front of the council people, and then the other guy like threatens to blow everyone up, but it's just a bunch of silly string. And yeah. he says, like, oh, right. you thought he was gonna be him because he's brown. He's not right. even Arab. What are you saying? <laughs> it's like Yep. That's yeah. yeah, that's what the movie a lot of what it's trying to say is like we just uh, what is, make these assumptions. What is
0: the the uh rap at the end? Uh <laughs> for my creed, I daheed. Yeah, <laughs> I for my creed
1: he's like, I What dahied. does Daheed
0: mean? Oh, it means died.
2: Yeah, it's it's like I died. Oh, shut you up, you
0: like Maroon Five.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he gets something and like punches it. <laughs>
1: That isn't even close to the best part of the credits. The best part of the credits is when the news report reveals that the rocket that they fired backwards that we mentioned earlier killed Osama bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. Yeah>.
0: It's <laughs> so great. Good.
2: I will say the other part that made me like actually laugh out loud is when the poor the poor guy blew up his own crow like way before. <laughs> The he crow didn't even is going fly to the- anywhere. I know. Just so he says, like you're gonna go to heaven, brother crow, and then the crow just <laughs> gets got. Like before anything happens, that that actually made me laugh really hard. I was like, oh, this poor crow. Poor crow. Well,
1: I- yeah, because the crow, that crow is the cover of the film, and like that scene feels like it's so representative of what the whole movie is because he's saying Mm. hey crow i need you to go to that fake house and do a fake terrorist thing just as a test but what they don't realize Mm. is blowing yourself up is a permanent one-time thing that you can only do once and if you mess it up you are dead so you just lost the crow in your pre-test run (laughs) yeah it's like oh well what was the point of your life what was the point of your whole goal you did what you wanted to but in the wrong way which is kind of what like i said like the whole end of the movie is so that's Yep. Well, I thought it was, like, super on point that they had the the crow is, like, the cover of the film. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh.
1: And I think the fact that it's a comedy also, like, relating to the news today, it's so easy to think of, like, I know a lot of people that are very afraid of terrorists. I understand I am the same, but, like, they're still just people, sometimes misguided, mm-hmm. sometimes guided very strongly by just, like, different morals than we are. Um Right. But just, like, reminding you that, like, they're not demon devils that are, like, d- perfect and going to kill us all with, like, some incredibly clever technique. Like, sometimes they're just men who were, like, commanded by somebody else and who were easily convinced that this was a good idea. And that's all they are. And they're scaring us and they're right. putting keeping us in our houses. And they're just <laughs> ridiculous, horrible men. That's all it can be yeah.
2: sometimes.
0: Right. I think that's the thing that this movie did best. Um, and I think that's where... Uh, that's why the ending is so effective, and that's why I say that it felt like it came from another movie because or at least maybe the last third or so, yeah, but the ending montage, especially with like the sad piano music under it, and it's showing like the results of like their actions with also like to the surveillance stuff and the news mm-hmm. reports. Um, uh, Omar's, like, brother, like, impl- heavily implies that he's going to get tortured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, what else I wrote down? Omar's uh, the co-worker. Police, the, yeah. The Omar's co-worker with his, uh, spiel. And then, like, the police with the, like, we didn't, or, like, we shot the right man, but, uh, the wrong man exploded. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that
2: they're uh, Like it it's really a Wookiee, r- it's a bear. No, that was a bear. A Wookiee is a bear.
0: <laughs> no, I think they were talking about the cafe. Oh, 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 yeah. Rip. Or maybe they, or maybe they were talking about the Wookiee. I don't like that read just because it takes the weight off of that moment. I'm but sorry. <laughs> they could be talking about that too. I don't. Who knows? I but... thought
2: that they were saying like, no, we shot the Wookiee. The Wookiee is the one who we needed to to shoot, and we got him. right. But then this other dude blew up. Um, yeah. That's what happened.
0: Right. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, but but they like they shot the like other guy in the cafe too. That's true. So they yeah, they killed like two people for no fucking reason. Like <laughs> fucking cops. That yeah. um, that was the part that felt the most British of the movie
1: was like, Alright, we got these bumbling yeah. terrorists who don't know what the heck they're doing, and then here comes these cops who are gonna save the day. Nope, the cops are worse. The cops also don't know what they're doing. They shot a bear, Wookiee honey honey eater, or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Doing in this situation.
2: Honey Monster or something. <laughs> Honey
1: Monster, yeah.
0: Yeah, and fucking Benedict Toaster <laughs> fucking trying <laughs> to talk him down.
2: Now. Yeah. Like, you're an arse like, man. You're an arse you're man. You're an
0: arse man. <laughs> like, wow. Okay.
2: I did not expect him in this movie. I was like, was that Benedict Cumberbatch? It's weird
0: seeing him in a fucking bit role as what. uh. What, what i don't i forget what he's credited as uh it's something really generic it's like
2: negotiator or something i don't know yeah
0: so i think it's a negotiator yeah well because this yeah, is pretty sure we seeing him in a bit role yeah for, it probably was i mean 2010 yeah um uh, i don't know when sherlock aired but yeah i am actually
1: right now listening to the really sad music from the credits I did not realize this was an Aphex Twin song. That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
0: there's a lot of good music choices. Uh,
1: yeah. That song, by the way, gets sampled in the the Kanye West song Blame Game, which I thought was what they were sampling, but it's not. They're doing the original Aphex Twin. Okay. Point is, like, again, one of the best scenes, speaking of music, is when they're all in the van and they're, like, singing to the, the Muslim rap and then also yeah. to uh, Dancing in the Moonlight, which... Mm-hmm. Used very effectively in that scene, but used in not effectively in one of my least favorite scenes, where, uh, one of the characters, I think it was Wash, was uh, dancing with one of the neighbors. Um, Yes.
2: Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't like that either. Oh, that just—that was the one scene in the movie where it's like, why are we making fun of people? I thought we were all ridiculous character caricatures. Now we're making fun of one character for being oh, the crazy girl, like. And then, you know, she leaves, and she's like, I don't know what's going on, even though she just looked at all of the bomb-making supplies. And... Yeah, right. she
2: was like, oh, they're gay. That's that's what's happening here. Right,
0: that's the joke. Yeah, that's, yeah that seems bad. Yeah. But also, I didn't... That stuff's bad. The thing that made it worse for me is that they just drop it after... Or they cut, and you don't actually know how it was resolved. Well, yeah, they're um, not going to kill her, It never what comes they said, basically. Yeah. 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 But... So, yeah, Cause
1: that that scene only serves to further that character being like, I only do what people tell me to do because they're like, here's a knife, here's a fork, go cut her up like dinner. And he's like, um, and you see him clearly thinking about how he's going to actually do that. And They're like, no, stop. Oh, my God, that's such a bad idea. Don't do that. But he would have done yeah. it. That's like, so he's mm-hmm. so innocent. And I think I'm a lot of times like that where I'm like easy to convince of things. Um. It's, like, in a way one of my weaknesses, but, like, it's just so sad to watch him, like, listen to anything anyone says and try to do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know what you mean, because I'm always, like, I don't know what I'm, I'm, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody tell me what to do. I need instructions. Otherwise, I'm just going to wander aimlessly. So. So,
1: So then imagine, like, living, like, your whole life goal is based around something someone convinced you to do. If his life goal goal is to commit suicide, then that was something someone else convinced him to do. And he just did it because it sounded right. And when he finally gets the chance to do it, he's like, bro, what do I do? Like him calling on the phone to Omar with his hands in the air, like, what do I do? And it's
0: like,
1: you could have made the choice right there. (laughs) That was your chance.
0: Uh, Uh, Your brain's actually your heart, bro. Your brain
1: is your heart. Your heart's a great scene (laughs) also. Lots of uh, back and forth um i oh, also loved loved omar's wife sophia in this
0: film just fantastic me too. Yeah. oh i really like the scene where like as it's like omar's brother comes in and like they were oh, gonna go in yep. the same room as yep. a woman uh, i don't argue with women yeah Ra- relationship guess... goals right there that whole or like i don't argue with women and she's like no you don't you put me in a cover or something like that
1: <laughs> yep Right cuz later really you just good. see him and a bunch of his friends playing soccer by them like just like four dudes and you're like oh that's the other mm-hmm. movie happening in the background it's like these four lions are just very um uh very religious right. muslim men
0: <laughs> who yep. follow the oh, you're, d- you're doing the wise guy face i'm not I'm not going to stick around for this yeah exactly
2: okay i will say whenever the police like started raiding their house or whatever
0: right that yeah.
2: really took me by surprise cuz i was like Oh, they're going to get got. Our main dudes are going to get got.
1: But yeah. They,
0: right. It
2: was not the main dudes. It was the brother. Right. Oh, my gosh.
0: But though, how great would it be, though, if they just got rat? Like if police came mar- like, marching in as they're talking about, like, pissing in your mouth. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Any of their conversations, <laughs> yeah. like the four
1: of them that were walked in on would be hilarious. And that would have yeah. been an e- almost an equally effective ending. If they were just like, all right, we got this all planned out. I said goodbye to my wife and we got arrested before we got to the marathon.
2: That's what I thought was going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not the worst like choice for them to have that they could have done that. But I think it's definitely a misdirect that works really well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of clever for things sure. that the movie did that I didn't pick up until like thinking about it later. Uh, Omar works for a security system like company. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, he sure does. AKA Omar is the person that they're afraid of. Of like they're watching us, and it's like, no, it's Omar. It's just us. <laughs>
2: like, yeah,
1: we're afraid of nothing because, and it's him and, and the- his coworker who's like Matt. Matt, hi, Matt.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> and his coworker is like completely oblivious to everything. He just runs. Oh like yeah, and then the the fun.
2: running the the squat runs.
0: <laughs> the right, squat that run, dude. Yeah. Oh Gosh.
1: my god. Like those are the people that they should be afraid
0: of. Oh, it's just us? Alright, great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh other good moments. The um after who's the what's the name of the guy who trips over the sheep?
2: It's it starts
0: Fies with off? an F, I believe. Yes. Thank yeah. You. After he dies, um he's like uh uh what's the line? I think watch is like, we're going to, we're going to blow something up. We're going to blow up the internet.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to blow up the whole internet as retaliation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's a martyr. And then, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I also love that uh, the puffin party where they communicate with.
2: It's club penguin. (laughs) Club penguin. Yeah. It's It's just
0: just
1: club penguin. (laughs) Yeah. Omar, what are and you, you know, doing? It's like... the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like, I'm talking
0: to the to Puffin. To Puffin. <laughs> You're, like, sadly typing on this computer I with the fucking Penguin application open.
2: It's like, you know you know, he lied about it, but he still, like, because obviously they had no, like, Amir or whatever, but he had to, like, make that Puffin Party account and then, like, make accounts for all of his friends so that he could, like, keep up the ruse that this is where they communicate. Like,
0: Actually, I think I skipped over it the second time around, but it, during, like, the beginning scenes, isn't there, like, a line that's like, "Oh uh, yeah, like, I communicated to them through Pwn Party, and someone's like, yeah, I'm on that shit. I heard of that shit. I'm like, <laughs> <Yep>. what? <laughs> it's, again,
1: it's again yeah. continuing the, like, hey, the things that people that you're afraid of are nothing to be afraid of, because... You know, I remember reading a lot of articles that are like terrorists are using these little uh, these MMOs as ways to get like Team Fortress 2 or whatever to communicate. And then you like, you know, you see what they're talking about. And he's like, we need to talk. And they, the other guy goes, go away. Don't want to talk. <laughs> it's like that's yep. their conversations. <laughs> that's their diabolical plots is their sad drama.
2: <laughs> it's true, though.
1: Terrorism isn't scary. If you take away their power, then they're they're worthless. They don't do anything. There's nothing to be afraid of. They're just bumbling british men
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> with which skewed
0: for world views and
1: like the fact that omar's wife is like so excited and happy for him is so fascinating and his yeah, son what did is and in the, you the all child too
0: like the yeah the wife and the kid know that he's gonna do this thing like what do you what do you all feel about that i don't I, know i i, feel I thought like... it was
2: like endearing i hate to say that but it was like kind of sweet how supportive his family was and like that they have this dynamic but also at the same time it's like how can you be supportive of a person you love dying i don't right, know right right
1: it's i think it's partly like she realizes he chose a thing that like they've known about for a while and he's chosen how to do it like he's made his life decision it's like, I'm happy for you that you figure that out. And we've, we've talked about this. And there's no hiding. There's no lying. Like, it's completely honest. She knows exactly what he's going to do. That's why that scene, when he comes to the hospital, and again, the irony that she works in a hospital is really good. That he's killing yeah. people and she's saving them is fantastic. Um, And he basically says, like, oh, I'm going to be going to the top floor with all my friends because our shift is done. And she yep. understands and, like, watches him leave right. as the police try to talk to her, presumably to investigate that crime where one of them died yep the sheep.
0: yep <laughs> yep it's like that's a beautiful oh scene. i love <laughs> i love that <laughs> he blows up with the sheep and then they just his head like almost hits a dog like <laughs> like yeah. falling from a tree
2: I yeah it's on the like news the news report.
0: later on the, on the metro yeah
2: but i love yeah. how the re- report was done because the newscaster whoever was like yeah, the falling head almost hit a man's dog or whatever. And then you have the testimony from the man. And he's like, yeah, this head fell and almost hit my dog. And it's just funny because it was like...
0: Weird story.
2: It was literally just like, just a rephrase of what exactly the man said. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but I did. I
0: love it so much. It's subtle. It's just
1: like that that, because a lot of that moment happens in the background too like it's like the stuff the the headline on the news yep while omar's on the train like all that stuff is super quick and comes comes and goes um the movie is like paced really fast too because it's like a tight hour and a half
0: yeah Um, Yeah, it's like hour 40 yeah because you don't you don't have to like
1: have that much you just need to know who the characters are and then what they plan to do and then they do it or in this case, don't yeah. successfully do it. Like there doesn't need to be like a building up to like, all right, I guess we're gonna be terrorists because they're like that for minute one. Yeah. So s- yep. it like skips a lot of what what could have been a boring part of this movie and just gets right to like, we're trying to figure out why we're doing this and how and you know we have to get all the good moments, all the like perfect, perfectly framed scenes in there.
2: Especially like the well, whenever I bought the chemicals, I did it in different voices. <laughs> And he just he shows him all the voices, and he does it all. It's all the same voice.
1: And And one's a woman, but it's just he covers his beard with his hands.
2: Yeah, and he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, why is the woman covering her face like that? (laughs) She has a beard. Because she has a beard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh my god. I want to watch this movie again. (laughs) It's not a thing I think about often. (laughs) On uh... there's like select movies from Fireside friends that I want to watch again immediately afterwards. Paprika was definitely one of them. This is one of them. It's like, ugh, it's just so enjoyable. So enjoyable yeah. to watch these people be bad terrorists.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: It's it's nice. Ultimately, it's like really nice to laugh about something that is so intensely like primal fear for yeah. for so much of the media and for the world is to like right. other these people and to make them like mug shots and to make them these scary people that we see on the news. And then it's like, oh, man, look at, him. he's got a wife and kids. They're talking about the jihadists, uh, uh, Mufasa. <laughs> and Simba. Yeah. The, 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 he just, he just likes Tupac. Like, right. right yeah. He's Quoting Tupac lyrics. Yeah. And their video, like that's like the whole beginning and the ending of the movie. It's bookended by these scenes where they're trying to do those like really scary dear America, dear America, capitalist pigs, but one of them is doing a rap. One of them is like, hey, you're wording it terribly. The other one can't hold the camera right. <laughs> like
2: yep. And
0: the other one's like, Hey, is the is this dude watching? He like owes me two hundred dollars. Yeah, to yeah. this guy. Like <laughs> explicit instructions, and he's on like
2: screen. look, this is the perfect replica of an AK forty seven, but it's like incredibly small. He's
0: small and he holds it up to the camera to so make it look bigger, bigger. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, but that's definitely the thing about this movie. It's like even even now I I still have to unpack a lot of this stuff and like unlearn so much shit. But like the I, the fact that I feel like we we don't ever we are never taught or we are taught to think that these people are a hive mind and that they don't have any lives outside of what they're doing. Um but, yeah, we we never are taught to at least think about it for, like, a second. Like, what is going through their minds as they're doing the stuff that they're doing. Um, so, I thought this movie was really good at that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it can be scary to think about. But people who do the things that we're afraid of have, like, the exact same things going on in their life that we have in ours. It's just another person somewhere else.
1: They came to a different right. conclusion about the same thing because I exactly. also definitely want to like find a purpose and be like, oh, if I could do the one thing that's going to make me happy, I would do it in a heartbeat. And they're like, right. yeah, if right. pulling myself up and going to heaven is going to be it, then I'll do it right now. And it's like, OK, I, I guess that you got to that conclusion and that works for you. Good luck. And, yeah. and, and like uh again one of the smartest lines of the movie comes from a joke scene like going back to that scene where barry is talking in front of the council about all the terrorist stuff and they say uh one of the, the guy in the in the audience says like you look at me and you tell me i'm a terrorist how do you expect me to not become one yeah and then you start thinking about like how much the American the american media has like made terrorists out of the arab culture
2: well it's yeah like, definitely the expectation that
1: they're going to do bad stuff like that like others them in a way that makes them go yeah i guess it makes sense that's how i'm going to accomplish my goals is by being that
0: or just like demonizing these people so much that some like they feel like uh they have to fight back
2: well yeah because it's like Look how much America hates you. Look how much America doesn't want you. Look how much or don't, they or don't is want different.
0: you here. Oh, like you know, it doesn't matter. It's the bad stuff just happens. The presidents bomb people. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, and, you know, also especially like
1: it's very intentional that this film is British, and not just because the like actor and a lot of the crew is British, but or the director. I mean, um, England has a lot of really really difficult. Um, history with like being accepting of muslims and brown people mm-hmm. in general i mean we live in the age of brexit right exactly yeah exacto mundo so uh it doesn't get any more relevant than like having a bunch of these men living in england trying to like lash out against the culture that hates them you know it makes perfect sense in a, in a way mm-hmm. ah <laughs> oh, man it's, a, it's, a, it's again, just, like, a wacky comedy that, that provoked so much thought. Like, I think it's just one of the smartest films that I've seen in a while. Um, And, and really sharp. Because, you know what? Like, at the end of the day, also, it manages to not... To be a film made by a white dude, like, a British white dude, that, like, feels like he listened and understood where they were coming from, and he's not making fun of them. At no point in this movie oh, yeah. is is yeah. Christopher Morris, like, make, make, calling the terrorists idiots. Yeah. It's just like right. oh, they're misguided in a lot of ways. And
0: it, it has a very clear message. You could say that about Attack the Block as well. Exactly. Yeah, totally.
2: But I mean, at least they also didn't have just like a bunch of white dudes in brownface as the actors either. So
0: No, instead you get Barry, <laughs> which is yeah. a can of worms. Uh, I wrote down Barry's little speech. Uh, it's like uh, the moths have lost it. They're full of losers. And spies, Islam is cracking up. We got women talking back. We got people playing stringed instruments. <laughs> it's the end of days.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm my god! stringed instruments. Truly, that's the end. Yep. Yep. Do you do you all want a fun fact for the actor that plays Barry? I yeah, do. let's hear it. So Barry, uh, the actor is Nigel Lindsay. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I think so. Um. So he was part of the original cast for Shrek the Musical. Oh, really? He played Shrek uh, in Shrek the Musical.
1: Uh, Ryan. Okay. The, the millisecond you said that, I was looking at Nigel Lindsay's IMDb page, and I found the picture of him as Shrek, and I, I, my brain is shattered. That's, that's Barry right there. I'm looking at Barry, but he's in green makeup and he's holding a flower.
2: Uh, oh my gosh <laughs> post this picture
1: like on the twitter or something because holy shit <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute yeah oh barry <laughs> oh barry <laughs> uh i guess yeah. uh, one more brief thing if you don't mind like um i had also heard about this movie just from like I used to be really, really invested in like film culture and film uh, discourse on the internet around this time, like 2010. And man, people were obsessed with this movie. Man, oh man, this was like mm-hmm. the indie movie to talk about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and I never understood that. I was like, oh, it's a documentary. Like, is it a? Is it sad? Is it a drama? Like, what's funny about a terrorism film? Says 16 year old Alan or whatever. However old
0: I was. Yeah. Odd. Oddly enough, I only. N- my only knowledge of this movie before this was just going to, like, Walmart or something and seeing the cover for this. And just, like, all the quotes that just say funny. Right, every one of them like funny. four yeah. or five lines that just say funny. I'm like, what the hell is this movie? Yeah, I,
2: don't, I never even heard anything about it mm-hmm. prior to discussing it for the podcast. I was like, okay, a movie I know nothing about going in blind. Time to watch it. Oh, I guess it's about terrorists? Okay, so that was my experience. I'm like really right. surprised that I haven't heard anything about like blah, blah blah. this movie is terrible. Ban it from every American thing ever. Right. Harris are bad. I, it
1: didn't get an American release, which helps like not people over here didn't mm. talk about it, except like I said, film people because they looked they sought it out. But I don't mm. think it would have made an American release. I don't think it ever would have gotten one
0: did it what do you mean like a like like, like an american th- sorry yeah an
1: american theatrical release yes okay. oh that's
0: weird yeah it came out in the uk and yeah. france okay because i it definitely got a dvd release here yeah 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 like a, if you've yeah, seen okay. it okay yeah. yeah that's odd yeah i wonder why it didn't come out in theaters then
1: i don't i think i think it, i think it makes plenty sense. i think i don't think they didn't want to have a terrorism movie in theaters yeah, I, that makes I guess it seem so. like sympathizing
0: yeah. Uh, yeah i guess that
1: makes maybe sense. you know
0: yeah. Right, it is. It
1: is an easy movie to misinterpret because, like I said, I think you could take one more step of logic in the opposite direction and say that this movie is making fun of terrorists, or that, or right. that it is like encouraging it. And both of yeah. those feel like weird, wrong uh, versions of what the film is actually about.
0: And boy, let me tell you about internet discourse. People be misreading texts all the fucking time. <laughs> let me just open up Games Twitter. Oh my exactly. gosh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's interesting. Especially since we don't... I guess maybe I'm less surprised, considering this is a British film, but also like the fact that we don't really show foreign films here at all in America really right, except
1: in like yeah. weird indie theaters and even then it's like if they were big ones
0: unless, yeah unless it's like yeah the big ones uh or if it's like the lobster or something right, right, we'll right. show it but even if it's like if it's like any any like if the skin tone is any shade of brown we don't show it over Mixed, here right or like or like 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 east asian like anything like we don't show that anywhere so yeah
2: bro yep Bro.
1: Morning, bro drinking game every time they say bro in this movie you'll be dead um
2: you'll die yeah
1: everyone's a bro uh
0: i do want to bring up a quote cuz i did i w- was reading a little bit up on it and by that i mean i googled this movie um and uh some of the like writing surrounding it um And one of the things that came up was uh, this book called Understanding Terror Networks uh, by Mark Sageman. Again, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't check. But, um, yeah, he wrote this whole book on understanding uh, terrorists. And there's this one paragraph that I picked out that I feel like summarizes this movie pretty well. Uh, So I'm just going to read it real quick. Okay. Um, U.S. government... Strategies to combat the jihad are based on the traditional reasons an individual was taught to to turn to terrorism, poverty, trauma, madness, and ignorance. Sejman refutes all these notions, showing that, for the vast majority of the mujahideen, social bonds uh, predated ideological commitment. And it was these social networks that inspired alienated young Muslims to join the jihad. These men, isolated from the rest of society, were transformed into fanatics yearning for martyrdom and eager to kill. The tight bonds of family and friendship, uh, paradoxically enhanced by the tenuous links between the cell groups, making it difficult for authorities to trace connections, contributed to the jihad's movement's uh, flexibility and longevity. And although Sagemann's systemic analysis highlights the crucial role Ah uh, the networks played into terrorist success. he states unequivocally that the level of commitment and choice to embrace violence were entirely their own uh so yeah that I find that I found that really interesting, and I found that this film tackled a lot of what was going on there so yeah, pretty much yeah. nails it. jeez, yep. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there's no way to pivot off that, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's good.
2: fine. It's <laughs> a, a good bookend,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. So are we done? Is that it? I think so.
2: I think that's it.
0: Alright. Awesome. Four lions gets four thumbs up out of out of pasta for me. <laughs> four yeah. Four lions out of RAR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright we're gonna move on to uh, f- whenever we, however we end the show. Housekeeping something. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start it off by saying that Fireside Friends is now on Patreon. Oh
1: shit!
0: <laughs> we have a Patreon page. <laughs> um. So yeah, basically we're running out of money and we would like some more of it. And also this podcast takes a lot of time to put together. Um it'll be really nice if people supported the show financially and if you can't totally cool um, but if you want to share the patreon we would really appreciate that and you can find it on probably the twitter it'll be tweeted out for sure um and any of our twitter accounts will is going to have it um, and our plan for it is like we're going to put out like monthly uh bonus episodes for patreon subscribers we're actually going to record one after this Um, Which will be, I'm looking forward to that stuff because it's going to be more chill than this. I mean, this is already pretty chill, but to have, like, not really a specific subject, uh, just talking about whatever, um, which it will be a lot of fun. um, And uh, that stuff is open to, like, regardless of how much money you give. If you're only able to give, like, a dollar, you're still going to get access to the bonus content. I don't want to lock people out just because. Uh, they can only afford to give a certain amount and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm really excited. I hope uh, you all check it out. Um, and I really hope to keep this stuff going because I love doing this stuff. And I think the only way at this point to actually like justify spending this much time that I do right now on it is to have a little bit of financial support behind it. Uh, so please, uh, check out the Patreon. I don't know what the URL is right now. Cause I haven't like launched the actual thing, but I, I'm going to shoot for shoot, uh, getting patreon.com slash fireside friends. Um, if it's not that, uh, just find it on the Twitter account, uh, just in case. Um, so yeah, you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play if you haven't subscribed already or rated us on those websites. You can find us on Twitter at Podcast Fireside. Uh, you can find me at Talking Detective. Or also, I forgot to mention, but you can email the show, which no one actually does. Um, yeah. That is firesidefriendpodcast at gmail.com. And I think those are all the plugs. Again, please, uh, if you can, check out the Patreon. Uh, I hope it's worthwhile, a uh, and you'll consider throwing some money at it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Alan, where can people find you on online?
1: Alan realizes that he can't be found anywhere online because he's off the grid for the summer.
0: Oh, right! Yeah, you're you're gone. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. I'm the only Twitter person here. Well, Katie's on Twitter, but she's on private. E. But, Like. I I'm I'm, I'm I'm still Ooh. on Twitter. I have a bunch of final shit to do, so I don't know how much I'll be on Twitter. Uh, but I'll be around.
2: That reminds me. So yeah. It's almost I mean like in about a month it'll be like my 1 year off the grid anniversary, which is when I decided Ooh. I'd be coming back on the grid. So hey. Watch out Ooh. for that. <gasps>
0: nice. Very exciting. He's going to come back on the grid, drop some real shit.
2: Uh, y- you know it.
0: Tell, tell them why 13 Reasons Why is a bunch of bullshit.
2: Yeah, I'll tell them. <laughs> oh,
1: a friend was recommending that to me. Is it, like, really bad?
2: Oh,
1: oh,
0: man. Bad. Do you want to end the podcast telling people not to watch this show?
2: If you bully people, I guess you can watch it. But if you have struggled with any sort of feeling depressed or suicidal, please do not watch this show. That is my analysis.
0: Yeah, it's needlessly. It's it's it, it really like falsely depicts a lot of what depression is, yeah. um, and why people have suicidal thoughts, and it also just straight up shows a suicide scene. Oh, yeah, whoa. it's really
2: graphic. Basically, like there are, I mean, national committees for the prevention of suicide, and they're like, hey, with anything regarding suicide. Here are these guidelines you should follow. 13 reasons why it breaks every single one of them. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's
0: a whole uh, I I have other thoughts too like the fact that it doesn't actually like focus on her like internal thoughts and just cast blame on everybody else yep. for her trauma and mental issues, but that's that's a separate conversation. We can have that another time. It's bad. It's a bad show. Um there are aspects of it that I like and there are aspects of it that if handled right, it could be good, but it's not. And I think it's harmful. It could be harmful to a lot of people. So Definitely.
2: Hey yeah. Lamell.
0: That's our hot take on the latest Netflix show. <laughs> we are we are five set friends. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, good luck out there, and don't forget to take care of yourself. We'll see you all later.
2: Bye!